the power of our words. This is That Guy Walking Podcast. As I'm walking tonight, I'm thinking about the past few days and the power of words that are spoken. Sarcasm is something I think that is really, really, really relevant and common in, uh, in our world today. In fact, there are people who have made millions of dollars because of how sarcastic they are, uh, being comedians and being able to make fun of things and, and speak truth. But a very wise person told me that in every sarcastic joke, there is some level of truth. And when you think about that, one side could argue, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's just a joke, right? You can brush it off and that sort of thing. But on the other side, you think about the power of truth versus the power of those white lies, those omniscient, uh, omissions, those just lying outright and not telling the truth. You know, I think about the jokes that we make or the sarcasm or things like that, and I think about how there are times when we make jokes about things that we are so uncomfortable with and insecure about, it's the only way that we can cope with what's going on. That accepting the truth of the event, of, the, of what's happening, is, it is almost too much to, to bear. And so to be able to joke about it, to laugh about it, at least provides some sort of relief. Now, thinking about that, and when you're going through something personally, there's, there's comfort in that, right? It's a band-aid. It's something that, that laughter releases those chemicals in your brain that allow you to find some peace, find some relaxation. But at the same time, if you're doing that, and aiming it at others, that's where the pain and the, the suffering can come in to play, where it can affect relationships, it can re- affect what is going on, what's working between you and a person, between you and a group, and how your leadership style um, and just your general connection with people is, is viewed and thought about. So my example that I wanted to share with you is that over the span of the past few weeks, I've come in contact with a lot of different people, been able to meet a lot of different people, been able to share my story uh, and who I am with a lot of different people. And the interesting part is, is that there are things about life that are so uncomfortable in, it seems to be in general, that there's, there's always a joke. There's always a running joke about it. And when you actually call people out on what the, the joke is and actually speak honestly to the truth of the matter, it's really, it throws people off guard, where if you're not included in the joke, you're almost ostracizing or alienating yourself from the situation, even though you're telling the truth. So an example would be talking about our, our kids, right? I've got three very small, very energetic, very active kids. And any parent who's listening, any parent who has any breath of life in them knows that whether you have one child or you have 10 children, that there's always this running joke of you're always overwhelmed. You're always overwhelmed. In some ways, you're outnumbered. Even if there's one child, you're still outnumbered somehow because they have that superpower over you with their immense energy. But there seems to be always this overwhelming peace. And the interesting part is, is that when you think about that, though, that it's easy to joke about it because it's something that's common between all of us, that we all have had those sleepless nights. We've all had those nights of those arguments with our, our kids. We've all had the suffering and the messes and everything that We all have our own stories and our own parenting scars. But the truth of the matter, in the depths of our heart, there is nothing more exciting, more powerful, deeper, 
besides either the love of your spouse or your partner or the love of your God that you are connected with that is deeper than the, that between a parent and a child. So why, why do we joke about it? Why is there this cause of just belittling the situation because we, we, we're, we're in pain, because we're suffering? And it's almost not, you know, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm at an impasse on this, this thought now too, because I can easily joke about myself and my kids and being outnumbered and, and the things that they do. But at the same time, I love them so much and I would choose any crazy throw up, dirty diaper moment to be with them over any other situation in life. And, and that might be just me. But I think about that and I think about how brief the moments are because that's the other comment. We can come into a conversation, we can introduce ourselves into uh, a conversation and a relationship and a friendship and talk about our families and our jobs and our, uh, and our kids. And the jokes come out about kids. Oh yeah, you're trying to get any sleep. Oh yeah, da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, the last comment, especially from parents who have older children is, enjoy every moment. And then there might be another joke that is like, you know, well, embrace the crazy. And instead of saying, wish me luck, I say, with all my heart, I can't wait, here I come. Just thinking about that power of words, thinking about the, the power of speaking positively into, into our lives and into what is going on in our, in our lives is something that can totally change the perspective on what you are, how you're approaching life. So alongside this, I think it was a sermon that I'd listened to or an article that I had read that had talked about the power of words and actions. And, and so I wanted to test it. And so what I did is that in my classroom, there were some kids that would be my indifferent students. They're the students that were always in there, but they're not there. They're there because they have to be. They're there because mom and dad make them, or they're there because that if they're not there, they're going into a place of corrections or things like that, right? They're, they're the kids that you your heart opens up to and wants to, to help them, but they are so hard to connect with and they are so hard to deal with that it's just, it's something that, that you just, it's easy to kind of brush them off. So I did, I, had, I did something. I, my, my challenge to myself was this. Okay, I was going to test it. I was going to try and be ultra positive to one of my indifferent students. And I was going to try and nitpick every little bit about uh, one of my better students. And when I thought about what they were doing wrong, I'd not in front of their faces, but as I was thinking about what they were doing, I'd roll, roll my eyes and I wouldn't speak positively about them. And I did this for three days. And over the span of those three days, no matter what the indifferent kid did, I tried to speak positively to them and about them in meetings and about them and in what was happening uh, in, in my classroom. And it became more positive. The kid was still indifferent, but my, my thoughts and my observations and my approaches to that child became more positive. But the interesting part is, is that the child who I was rolling my eyes at, the child who was doing a good job, but I chose to take on a negative nitpicking attitude, I started to have a negative feeling when they came around. I started to have that same dread that I had for that indifferent child when, because I was thinking the same way. So the funny part is, is that through my little experiment, it was definitely confirmed that my actions and my words absolutely have power over my thoughts and my feelings and, and how I am approaching people and how I'm approaching who is around me. And 
it's such a powerful and different sort of change to be thinking about that when it comes to your approach to daily life. Because it's about sometimes, depending on your job, depending on your profession, depending on who you are around or with, it's sometimes about the power of the, of the group, right? It's the power of the, who you, who you are hanging around and wanting to be um, a part of and trying to fit in and making that choice and making that choice to, to not fit in is something that can cause pain and it can cause alienation within that group. And so it's really interesting to think about that and what are you standing up for? We tell kids to stand up to bullies to move away from what others are saying and yet at the same time we fall right back into the same thing when it's in it when it comes to us and, and to our experiences and, and our interactions that we have. So there's a quote and I've quoted him before in uh, my podcast by Erwin McManus. And it says, the limitations you are willing to accept establish the boundaries of your existence. So I think about that and I think about how what I've been talking about and the power of your, of your words and the power of your actions. And, and I think about the limitations that you are creating when you take a negative tone or when you, when you create that joke, when you try and fit in with that group. And I think about those powerful people who stepped above the crowd and who are the, the ones who are alienated but made the most change because they were willing to stop limiting themselves to the status quo and start moving themselves beyond what was expected and into the extraordinary. I think the extraordinary is a scary place. It's a lonely place, but it's a place where people can thrive and create true change. And it's only through that extraordinary space that real, amazing, incredible change can occur and be born. And when it comes to our words that we say, the, the, the quotes that we, we place on social media, the things that are on and happening online, it all comes back to that. The power of those words and the, are putting the limitations on what, what, we're, what we have in front of us. Um, so my challenge is, are you accepting the limitations that your words are putting in front of you? Or are you willing to change? Are you willing to grow? And are you willing to see where, how you can break into the extraordinary by abandoning the status quo and going beyond what is expected? A little bit of a shorter episode this evening, but it's a good one and it's something to consider and think about. Something that popped up for, for today. So thank you for joining me on my walk. As always, you can connect with me at Taylor H. Williams on Twitter. And I look forward to you joining me. Uh, this has been That Guy Walking Podcast.